0: Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with
1: Scott and Cat, Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hello. Happy, it is a week till Halloween. Happy Diwali. Happy Election Day in Ontario. Cat, how are you?
0: Uh, pretty good. I have to do that today. I didn't do any of the pre pre- stuff. The <laughs> pre-voting. The pre, voting. The, pre-, the, pre- oh, vote, the advanced You know, the, the advanced polls and whatnot. I usually do. I usually tr- do try to get onto on that, but I just didn't.
1: It's kind of funny, actually, because when it comes to municipal elections, which is what we're doing here in Ontario today, those are your mayors, your city councillors, your regional councillors, and your regional chair and school board trustees. It's amazing how big the voter apathy is. So many people think, "F ah, fuck it. I'm not going to vote.
0: The what pe- does it matter? Well, the nah. pe- the people who are making
1: the decisions that really affect us, and I thought we learned a lot more about that during COVID, are all getting elected today. So while education is provincial and healthcare is provincial and, and deficit spending and such, most of that is federal, certain things that impact us every single day are going to get decided in this election. Uh, with the mayor, hey, uh, that could be, I don't know, I want to be able to park on the street 24-7 and they won't fucking let me and they keep giving me tickets. All right, well, the person who uh, has a direct impact on that is getting reelected today and you should go and vote. If you are wondering, what about my kid's school and it seems like all kinds of bad things are happening, go out and vote for a school board trustee. There's there's a lot of options today and these people are going to make a salary. Like they're going to get paid taxpayer money. So you're contributing to that, I think, Everybody should go out and vote every time we get the opportunity. And they've tried a few things out during this election. I'm really impressed with it. Did you get the pin number in the mail to vote by mail or to vote online?
0: No, I I don't think so. Oh, I was so impressed. I don't think so. No, I didn't see anything on my voter card about it unless I totally just missed that.
1: I hope that this is the beginning of something great. Online voting. It doesn't get any easier than it's election time, I better go online and cast my ballot. So the way they did it was they mail you a PIN number to your address. You have to go to the voting website, type in that PIN number, verify that you are who you are, and then you can just vote online. No more going down and lining up at a community center or a school and and having to fill out that paper ballot and wait for the pencil to be ready and the the blinder thing to be available no, you can just <laughs> vote online whatever yeah. you want it's I mean, great
0: that's the way it should be right i mean we do everything online anyway that's our life that's our world so that this should be a very important part of that online like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me we're way behind on the times with this and i hope that uh, it's going to happen soon where it's just really easy really easy
1: it would be awesome if it was there is a lot of people by the way that tried out for the very first time drive-through voting I didn't know that that was a thing here. I didn't ask for it. I don't know anybody who did, but they said, hey, you know what else would be great? Let's make it convenient and allow people to drive in, verify their ID with the first person, they hand you your ballot, you mark it, and put it in the box at the second person. (laughs) Is
0: that where all the old drive-through COVID test locations are?
1: (laughs) Oh, fuck, probably. (laughs) Well... Not to be out non by COVID. Uh, there is an option if you're COVID positive right now. You need to be able to vote. But they don't want you going to the polling stations. So if you want to vote, but you've got COVID and you can't vote online, what you do is you have to go with somebody. They go in and tell the polling people, hey, I got a sickie out in the car. They'll come out with your ballot authenticate you, give you your ballot, you cast it, and then they'll take it back inside for you and and put it in the ballot box.
0: So (laughs) they they got a sickie out there. (laughs) Real gross.
1: I mean, speaking of COVID and voting, we had a lot of conversations over the last four years about what the next election would look like. A lot of the anger around COVID has died down, but I think the sentiment still remains the same. What are the things we talked about? Maybe we should start electing our chief medical officers for our local area. There are no chief Mm -hmm. medical officers on the ballot this time. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's for the better. Maybe we shouldn't be politicizing
0: medicine. A lot of people think it should be separated. Sure.
1: But there's a lot of people who feel it was the chief medical officers that were politicizing things, and maybe that means they should be elected. That was a possibility. Uh, There's a lot that could come out of this one. Uh, Bonnie Crombie, the mayor of Mississauga, very nice woman, has said again that she's probably going to reopen the debate about separating Mississauga from the rest of Peel region. Well, if that happens, you watch the floodgates open. There's going to be a lot of areas that want to get out of the region that they're currently in. Maybe they're big enough to be their own region, like Toronto is. So we'll watch and see what happens. Uh, Bonnie is running in Mississauga. Patrick Brown running in Brampton. Looks like it's going to be a close one, but we'll see. I don't think John Tory's going to have any trouble getting re-elected in Toronto. Barry Verbanovic should be just fine in Kitchener. Cambridge might see a change in Mm mayor. Barry... Uh, I I think Mayor Jeff should be just fine, but we'll see how things go tonight. And the results will be on our radio show tomorrow morning, and they'll be just about everywhere. You'll be able to find out pretty easily who won. So good luck to all of the candidates. It's not easy to to put your name forward and, and run and have people criticize and scrutinize your every idea and thought, but this is how democracy works. So if you're running, good for you. Oh, one more thing, and it was a leftover from Friday. We didn't ask all of the ask us anything questions because we had dozens and dozens and dozens of questions and only a very limited time. But I had one person. Let me see if I can find his name. I think it was Tony who messaged me before the ask us anything special Mm -hmm. and then messaged me while he was listening to it and then followed up this morning with another one. Hey, I asked you what you think of the Oakville teacher thing. Hope you guys can discuss it on the pod. Uh, it's a name. It's not a name. It's just a whatever. Okay. So here's the thing. I think that elections were built for days like today. If you don't like the Oakville teacher that's dressing like a woman with crazy large breasts, you got to vote for school board trustee. School board trustees have a lot of power. They make a lot of decisions. So go out and vote for trustee. Uh, I I thought the education minister actually handled that quite well when he deferred it to the College of Teachers. We have limits for professionalism. We have limits for uh, uh, what you can and can't do in the workplace. And I frankly don't see how this is okay in any sense. But I do understand the sensitivities here because nobody wants to send the message that it's not okay to to not be 100% sure of your gender. It's totally okay to... I, I don't know, uh, want to transition. And if that's the case, go ahead. You do you. I, I support you. It's none of my business. But I mean, if you are looking for support, great. You go ahead and do you. Make you happy. That's the key. When you bring it into the classroom like that and, and you do it in such a, a spectacle of a way, yeah, I'm not surprised that there's parents who are asking, what the fuck's going on here? I, I'm really not. I'd like to know if we're spending any resources, like police resources, having to provide security or extra protection for this scenario. I have a lot of questions, but I do think that whoever is running for trustee in Oakville, which is the board that this happens to be in, is going to listen to the parents who have serious concerns about this. And, and rightfully so. This is not something that happens every time or all the time. And, and I think that uh, someone should be accountable. Whoever makes a decision on this should stand up and explain their decision and defend it. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just want everything to work out well. <laughs> <I'm> tired <laughs> I just, of the fighting. I just I'm want tired everybody to drama. get
2: along.
0: Is that what you want to say? Yeah, I do I want, everybody want everybody, everybody to, get along. to get along.
1: But I mean, this this was not appropriate, and it's being pushed way, way, way too far. And and it's time that somebody who's getting elected today takes a stand and makes a decision. And if they are going to defer to the College of Teachers, then I hope the College of Teachers comes out and says, "Hey, listen, this is totally fine by us." Or they come out and say, you know what? You can do whatever you want in the privacy of your own home, but in a school, we have certain standards for professionalism. And frankly, a J-cup bra prosthetic in the class is not okay. Somebody should make a decision on that, and, and it should be binding, and it should go across the board. So hopefully that gets sorted out too. Today's a strange one, Kat. Not only is it Diwali and a week till Halloween and all those other great things,
0: and Drake's birthday.
1: It's Drake's birthday today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, it should pretty much be a national holiday.
1: It's uh, National Bologna Day.
0: National Bologna Day. Okay, so I didn't grow up in a bologna house. Neither did I. I did. Oh, okay, you didn't no. either. Okay.
1: It's somewhat of a weird phenomenon where yeah. I'd heard of bologna, and I've had bologna. I'm not going to pretend I haven't. But yeah. to me, it can be so simple. One slice of bologna, white bread, mustard. To me, that's an okay snack sometimes. Yeah. I haven't had that in probably 20, 25 years, but I do remember I've had a bologna sandwich in the past, but it got me wondering the fuck is bologna?
0: What's in there? Oh, don't ask questions. Like, what are you doing? Don't ask Don't ask that.
1: Well, this is, you're exactly right. You, you, I've opened Pandora's box here because once you know, you can't unknow. That's right. Bologna, meat, (laughs) <laughs> the main ingredient in bologna is ground meat, okay, which could be any combination <laughs> of pork, beef, chicken, and turkey, or only one. It's up to the maker of that particular baloney, Right. So wait a second. We go out and get this shit and we're all happy because look at me, I just dropped 350 on a bag of bologna and we're not even sure what the fuck it
0: is. What is going on here? <laughs> Does it like that for like a lot of things though? Like we do this all the time. And by the way, is it, bolo- is Is blog, Bologn,a is the same as baloney? Yes. It's the same thing, right? Yes. Yep. Why is it that some people, it's not a brand thing. Cause I truly don't know this. Cause like I said, I didn't grow up in a baloney house. I don't, I think I've had baloney in my life. Like much like you, I think I've had baloney in my life, but I don't understand the difference between it.
1: Can I read you a brief history of the bologna? Sure. Bologna may seem like a quintessential lunch meat here in North America, but its origins trace back to Italy and the ancient Romans. Romans enjoyed a type of salt-cured sausage that received its distinctive flavor from myrtleberries, a spice that you'll find still in many types of bologna today.
0: Hmm. Interesting bologna fact, Scott. So we just... Like we we do,
1: thanks. It's a dynamite <laughs> baloney drop in there, Scotty. <laughs>
0: the facts that Attaboy. you the facts that you have, I'm telling you, that's incredible.
1: So we just like maybe at the butcher shop, where we we've done our day's work and we've cut up all the the steaks and the roasts and the the wings and all that sort of shit. All the stuff that's left over, I'm guessing, we take that, we grind it up, mm-hmm. we jam it into some sort of a casing like a sausage. Oh. But this is a big fat one because it's bologna. It's roughly bread slice size. We take that and and we put it in there Mm -hmm. and we let it cure or maybe we smoke it. And then we send it to a store to sell for like five bucks a bag. That's what it is. It's the ground up leftover shit at the butcher shop that you can't sell in its current form. So you repurpose it into bologna and hot dogs. That's what it is. It's essentially a big giant hot dog yeah. that we thinly slice and put it on bread.
0: Well, and you could tell the, the similarities between a hot dog and bologna, right? I mean, yeah.
1: I guess I just never thought of it like that. I'll be honest with you. It sounds vile. Like just reading that description makes me a little queasy thinking about yeah. all the times over the years that I've eaten bologna and I had no idea what the hell it was. I, Who do you go and ask? Do I go and ask those people at the the butcher shop and, Zares or longos. Hey, what kind of bologna we got today? Is this turkey and chicken? Do they chicken? sell
0: bologna at those butcher shops though? Do they make their own? So I truly don't know.
1: When you go to the deli counter, uh-huh. most people will opt for like a prosciutto or they'll opt for right, a, a mortadella whatever. or something like or that. Or
0: turkey. Like, I mean, there's turkey and chicken and all that stuff.
1: The real ones, they go up and ask for their sliced bologna.
0: Really? There's, I have yeah. a feeling
1: there's people out there that really love this shit.
0: Oh, I, I guarantee it.
1: And I don't want to disparage anybody, your snack or your lunch. No, but I mean, Jesus, what are you doing? And
0: I'm sure there's a lot of kids who, because kids are picky, we all know this. I'm sure there's a lot of kids. It's like if it's not bologna, it's they're not going to eat. So you're just going to feed them bologna. You're to do, and it's cost effective, isn't it? Is bologna still like cheap?
1: It's really cheap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, what we'll all be eating when they raise interest rates again think, on Wednesday. I'm
0: thinking we should probably get used to bologna. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bologna. Good to know. Bologna day. Today's the day to do it.
1: How was your weekend?
0: It was good. It was, the weather was so fantastic. So I did the, I did all the fall things. I went to, um, there's a place called Strom's in uh, the Guelph area. If you guys have a chance to check it out still, go check it out. So I went with uh, the whole family, like my brother and his wife and and all the kids. Uh, I did the hayride and all the pumpkin smashing thing where you can launch a pumpkin.
1: Oh, you did that?
0: So I didn't personally do it. I was like more, I was a watcher of, of the events unfold. And my brother was doing the pumpkin chucking. That's what it is. It's the pumpkin check-in. <clears throat> but they have like in the middle of a field. If you guys have never done this, it's wild. So they so they have a ton of pumpkins and they're all like tiny pumpkins. And you pay for like whatever it is. It's like three for five bucks or whatever. And then you can launch these pumpkins with this giant launcher. And then on this big field ahead of you is all these different targets. And there's literal targets. There's a toilet. There's like a door. Like just a bunch of random shit that you can hit with pumpkins. Or you could hit a pumpkin with a pumpkin, which is so much fun because then it splashes up out of nowhere. It's pretty, it's pretty cool.
1: So you actually enjoyed this. Like I'm getting the vibe I off will, of you I, that you really liked this. I
0: did. A pumpkin chucking was neat. When am I get a pumpkin chuck? I don't have, I don't, I don't have the ability to November get, 1st. Yeah. like, this is, like the, oh, <laughs> On the streets. Like that's what people do in the streets. But this is a place where you can go and you can launch pumpkins and hit shit with it. Like it's pretty cool.
1: Okay. Well, and you went and had a good time. Did you buy oh, yeah, a pumpkin for your house?
0: No, I already did that at a farm near my house.
1: I'm you, You're you going You're going to go through this for many, many years now. All the pumpkin carving and shit like that because you've got two little ones. Me, yeah. I don't even have a pumpkin and I'm kind of okay you're with that. You're not going
0: to do a, even a... Well, that's fine. But are you going to do decorations of some kind?
1: Well, no, because I just learned something else about the street from hell oh, that no. apparently <laughs> I moved to. You guys have heard about this giant skeleton by now yeah, that my neighbor put up. It's feet tall. I did not know this, and really they should have told us this in advance, but apparently my street is like Christmastown. I did not know when I bought this house that apparently people come from all over the city to drive up my dead-end court because every house on the street has an inflatable snowman on the lawn, a big one, like Christmas with the
0: cranks. So do you have to invest in a, like it has to be a snowman or it's like just, you mean like everybody has something?
1: No, snowman specifically. Apparently every house on my street puts a big, not even a subtle one, like a giant fucking snowman on their lawn, an inflatable. I love Christmas, love Christmas lights. I'm not an inflatable guy. I don't like hearing the hiss of some, air compressor blowing constantly to keep the thing standing. I don't like that shit. But apparently I have to go out and drop like 150 bucks on a snowman or be
0: the asshole on my street that wouldn't participate. By the by, the giant ones you speak of, it's not just a hiss. It's like a, like real fucking loud. Yeah.
1: It's like pumping up the tires on an F-150.
0: And when you don't have that on, which you don't want to do all the time, because that's also costly and a waste. It just like lays there on your lawn, like there's a flap of sad melty snowman that's the thing it looks like the
1: the cartoon the frosty the snowman (laughs) special where he melts into a little
0: puddle sad little just like sitting on your lawn
1: but instead of christmas snow apparently it's the the constant sucking of hydro to keep the thing standing that gets it going
0: okay so the good news is you could probably you could do that just for like can you just do it the week leading up to christmas maybe so that it's a limited time and also how did your neighbors tell you was it what did they all approach you at once like So, listen, Scott, uh, great to have you here in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't buy the snowman, uh, there's going to be trouble.
1: No, even worse. They haven't had the talk with us yet. How did you know? They did bring us a pumpkin pie. One of the neighbors did.
0: Hi, I haven't met
1: you yet. I wanted to bring you a pie. Thank you. Very nice. There's going to be a chat at some point where they catch me up on the subtleties and nuances of the street and tell me about the snowman. The way I found out about it is so random. My girlfriend ran into a colleague and the colleague said, oh, hey, I hear you moved into the area. Whereabouts? She told him where we live. And he said, wait a second. That's the Christmas street where every house has the big inflatable snowman. Oh, geez. I so see. I haven't even been formally notified that we have this. Apparently there's some sort of a homeowner's association without having a homeowner's <laughs> association that dictates these things must be done.
0: Surprised I didn't vet you when you bought the house or when you even when you went to look at the house.
1: Why would nobody, why wouldn't the old owners give me a heads? uh,
0: Now I know why they're selling.
1: Now I know why they sold. They
0: They were probably like, wow, this street's
1: just too fucking hype for me. Screw
0: it. God. I don't like Christmas. I'm out of here.
1: Like, are they all symmetrical? Do they all look the same? Do I have to go out and just find something random that nobody else
0: has ever seen before? You've got to ask questions. I mean, you have no choice. You got to, because you got to fit fit in. Or what if that person was just like screwing with her too? Like just like, oh yeah, that's the house. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go and you buy this $200 like snowman inflatable and nobody else has one. Uh, That'd be funny. Shit. For everyone but you.
1: I've got to get new Christmas lights. I'm um, I'm thinking about going with the smart ones where you can change the color to literally anything Mm -hmm. and you can control it on your phone. And it's got pre-done patterns and I... I read the description and I sold myself on it. Mm-hmm. They're made by Noma exclusively at Canadian Tire. And I thought, this is for me. But I had to sign in to see the price. And once I saw the price, I was kind of like, mm, we could probably skip the lights <laughs> this year.
0: Yeah, it's not cheap. I like the ones, I, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast or not, but the ones that they actually build into your home into like the fascia, which yes. is underneath the, the eavesdrops for those that don't know. Um, they actually build it right into the house. Now those- cost a pretty penny. My sister-in-law just did it. And she was like, oh yeah, ballpark. It's anywhere between like, I don't know, like six to 10 grand. That's fine. Oh, six to 10 grand. Okay. That's like the average, the average cost of, uh, of those lights, but it's freaking cool because you can change the lights for Diwali, for example, Halloween,
1: yeah, you can Valentine's go Day. All I mean, orange he, on Halloween, pink on, on or, Valentine's Day. Or you're
0: having people over. You can actually do it really nice in like a dim lighting. So if you're having people over, it's like pot lights for your house almost, but it's just like built in. If you don't have that already as at like an exterior illumination of your house, it's great. And it can be subtle. It doesn't have to be every light on. You can choose to have like one every five light. So it does look like it's lit up by pot lights. There's like the possibilities are endless. I was playing with hers when I was in Alberta for like 15 minutes, just like changing colors and shit. She is a, well, she's now an Oilers fan, but she used to be a Leafs fan. So while we were there, she changed it to the Leafs colors, you know, stuff like that. I could go blue and white yeah. during the playoffs. You know what I'm saying?
1: I could go like red, white, and green it's for Cinco de cool. Mayo.
0: I mean, it's expensive. You have to ask yourself if you really want to spend the money on that, well, but it's stinking cool.
1: This is the thing, Kat. It's 75 dollars for a 25-foot strand. yeah, and it doesn't work unless you buy their their uh, NOMA Smart hub, which apparently connects to the lights, and then that connects to your Wi-Fi. That's another 75 bucks. So, all, I'm going to be like 500 bucks just to do the lights this year.
0: Is that the one that connects to the the songs, too?
1: It will connect to the songs. Yeah, it'll connect to the songs,
0: which is cool. I mean, that stuff's cool. I love when people go all out like that. I have I have respect for you if you're that person at Christmas time that goes all out and makes this beautiful show because it's it's really about other people. I mean, you're inside the house; you don't even get to see it. You know what I mean? For the for the most part, you're doing it for other people. And so when I see people do something like that, I'm like, that is really cool because people will come from far away just to check it out and say, "I wish I had the money to do this." But (laughs)
1: <laughs> somebody <laughs> better talk shit, me out of that's it that's
0: expensive i'm considering <laughs> i'm the one gonna be the opposite i'm telling you to do it i say do it
1: and i want to but then i gotta tell my girlfriend i just spent 500 bucks on christmas lights i don't know what to tell you and she doesn't even like colored lights she wants everything all white oh even the yeah. christmas tree she doesn't like color yeah on.
0: yeah yeah She's
1: one of yeah, those yeah, people
0: yeah i know i mean i hear I, I do like that too i do like that too or blue i'm like a white or a blue maybe a red But the cool thing about the lights is you can change it. That's what compromise is in a relationship, Scott. I can make them color until she gets
1: home and then change them to (laughs) white. That's
0: right. When she steps inside the house, that's when you change them. She's not out there. She doesn't know.
1: Just my very Christmassy neighbors can see it. But before we get to Christmas, guys, we have to get through Halloween. And again, it is a week from today and paranormal shit always starts to come out around now. Mm -hmm. So let's take a quick dive into this. Have you ever seen... A ghost. Have you ever lived somewhere haunted or that you thought was haunted? It's remarkable how many people say they have. One in five claim they've seen a ghost. One in five. Hmm. Is there a chance you live in a house that's haunted or that you have lived in a house that had ghosts? One in four believe in their heart of hearts that a house they lived in was haunted that there was a spirit somewhere in that house. And I want to think, get out of here. But some of these people have very authentic and real experiences. And I'm trying to figure out, did you imagine that? Mm -hmm. Did you just convince yourself of that? Or is there something to it? I've never experienced a ghost. I've never felt that paranormal presence. But a lot of people are saying they have.
0: Well, I think it is one of those things, unless you've experienced it, why would you believe it to be a thing? Um, and there's so much, you could look, you could dig really deep on this. I think everybody knows if you're interested, you could dig so deep on ghosts and and, and what that really means. Cause you say the word ghost and you picture like, Ooh, a uh, oogie boogie man, but there's so much more to it. Um, and, and man, there's some people who say that they've seen things like you mentioned, there's others who just say they feel presence, a presence or something. And then, I mean, sure. There's been times in my last house, there was this spot in the basement And Leo, my dog, couldn't stand that spot, hated it. Like it freaked him out. Like I saw the fear in his eyes just going near it. And if he went past the spot, he ran really quickly past the spot to get to his cozy spot where he was fine with it. But anytime he had to go past it, he was so hesitant, like he was afraid of something. And it was, it kind of freaked me out. I thought, is it haunted down here? Like what's going on? That said, I never saw anything. I never noticed anything. But I'm like, but dogs apparently, but dogs could possibly tend to feel those feelings.
1: They have a different kind of sense Maybe. for that sort of stuff.
0: So, I mean, I'm not, I ha- again, I haven't experienced it. But I know people who haven't, or swear they have at least, seen things. Which, that's that's the part that gets me the most. That freaks me out the most. Like, feeling cold and stuff, I feel like that's easy to be like, okay, yeah, okay, you're cold. Whatever. It's easy to dismiss. But when you say you, like, saw an old lady in a rocking chair one second, and then you looked back and she was gone, that's, that, that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting the hell out. Bye.
1: They say, if you experience the paranormal, 50-50 chance that the spirit or presence or ghost or whatever it is, is familiar to you. Half say that their paranormal experience was with somebody they knew. Sorry, one in three said it was with someone they knew. One in three said it was someone they didn't know. 14% weren't sure if they knew that person. (laughs) Most ghosts are nice, they say. 40% say the encounters they've had have been pretty good. Only 7% said that the spirit they experienced was evil. What does that mean? We talked about this on both our radio shows today. Got a great text message. It was from someone who claims they were in their apartment. They heard a loud bang from their roommate's room. Went to the roommate's room, and that person claims they were dragged out of bed By the ankle.
0: like, oh, I can't sleep tonight. Thanks a lot.
1: But she actually had, like, finger marks on her leg. Exactly where she said, something just grabbed me by the ankle and dragged me out of bed. And she had a red mark on her ankle as if something had grabbed her.
0: It's insane. Can we play a phone call that we got today?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. You know what? This is a call that came in on our show today.
0: Hi, it's Scott and Catcho.
2: Hey, sorry, I, I can't text you guys.
0: All good. We like calls, too. What's up?
2: So I remember one time, I was a lot younger, I was about 19 at the time, and I had a Toyota Celica, and I was speeding, obviously, being stupid, and I was on the same road that my mom had passed away and gotten a car crash in, and um, my car automatically just shut off by itself. So it was a standard, so I just put it in neutral, I let it roll to a stop, I got out, I popped the hood, and I felt something touch my shoulder, so I looked over My car stopped at the exact same spot where my mom crashed and then my car turned back on by itself and i was pretty freaked out i got
0: my car can can i ask you a few questions here you just gave me goosebumps by the way yeah
1: me too okay so your mom and i'm sorry to hear this had passed away i assume a car accident along this road correct you were driving on that road not being the best driver what were you speeding stunt driving doing donuts what were you doing
2: I was
1: speeding. I was probably doing like 150. Oh, wow. Okay, so way too fast for that road. And then something made your car basically stall out right where your mom had a tragic outcome. And then you felt something on your shoulder.
2: Yeah.
1: And then your car started up again.
2: Oh, the hair on my back. Like, oh, my God. I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Wow.
2: Yeah. Oh, my
0: gosh. So do you you consider that? Has there been anything since, by the way? Or was that just a one-time thing?
2: A lot of random things like, happened to me. One time, I rolled the car nine times, and uh, the cop asked me, he goes, you know where the driver is? I'm like, it was me. He was like, what? And the car was twisted. Like, wow. I had to crawl out the back window, and I never had a scratch. He's like, somebody's watching over you.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. It seems oh like it's God,
1: me. Oh my God, I've like, got chills. Wow. wow. I have chills. Crazy,
2: right?
1: That is wild. Thank you for sharing that story. We really appreciate it.
2: No problem. I'll be listening to you guys all morning. See, I mean, that's messed up. I mean,
0: uh, first of all, how many how many accidents and times does this person have to... Look, I mean, that person in cars don't really seem to be getting along very well in life. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, so far he hasn't seemed to have gotten the message. No.
0: But- like... <laughs> Wow. But um, I mean, incredible. I, I think, I don't know, like I hate to, I'm not going to say that what someone thinks that they saw or felt or heard isn't wrong. Cause I don't think that's fair to say. I can't be like, no, your experience is invalid. You didn't have it. But to those of us who've never experienced it, like yourself and me, uh, d- is that what it's going to take is to actually experience it? Or can we actually believe at people when they say they have experienced it?
1: Well, you know, I haven't seen extraterrestrials, but I've certainly seen enough evidence that they're out there. And there's enough people that are convinced they've seen it that I almost feel crazy denying it at this point, just because I personally haven't experienced it. But I'll tell you a quick story because my mom and I have spent a fair bit of time thinking about this recently. Here's the scenario. Mm -hmm. My stepfather passed away many, many years ago, but there were some things obviously that he'd given my mom that she still has to this day. For example, she had a diamond ring and she had diamond earrings. She lost the diamond out of her ring. It was just gone. This happened many, many, many months ago. It was just gone. And she's been casually looking for it. And she decided last week she was going to go out and just check the car again because she was in the car when she remembers seeing it last and thought maybe it fell off and it's under the seat or embedded in the rug or something. I'm going to try and find it. She never did find that ring or the diamond from the Mm -hmm. ring, but she did lose her earring One of her diamond earrings, the stud, was gone. So now she's lost the diamond from her ring and the diamond from her earring. And she was feeling pretty upset about it because obviously she has an emotional connection to those pieces of jewelry. Four or five days went by. She was looking for this earring, couldn't find it anywhere. She went to work, and this has gone to work uh, last Monday after having been off all weekend. She worked Six of her eight hours at her desk. It is a shared workspace where other people work there as well. But she'd worked for six hours, done her day. Everything was totally normal. Mm-hmm. And then she just happened to look down and something caught, a, uh, something caught her eye. No. She climbed under her desk. Now, actually, not even that far. It's a stand-up desk. And there was the diamond earring. It was right there. Now, what's particularly weird about that is she wasn't at work when she lost it. She had it in the car, and it was gone from there. She never had it there. In the time that she had lost it to the time she got to work on the Monday, no less than eight different people used that exact same workstation, and nobody else noticed it. It's a tile floor. If there was a diamond on the floor, chances are somebody over four days and all those different people likely would have seen it. She likely would have seen it when she was setting up for the day. But no, six hours into her shift is when she finally noticed the diamond was right there.
0: Weird. Could it have fallen onto like a coat? See, look at me. I'm trying to figure out a way that this is obviously just that happens. Could it have fallen into a coat or sweater that she was wearing and then it would just happen to be on that and then she took it off at work and boom, it fell on the floor.
1: I think we could probably come up with a bunch of different ways that that might have happened. Sure. She's not having it. She thinks something's up there. Okay. She thinks that's a little weird. And sure. maybe, maybe because she was very, she's more skeptical than I am. But now she's open to the possibility that maybe she's just not meant to understand hmm. that this is a sign of some kind. Mm-hmm. And and who, all, who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe this is a prime example of the extraterrestrial, paranormal, afterlife, whatever it is you want to call it sending a sign to those of us that are still on earth. I, I can't even tell her she's crazy because I kind of think there might be something there too. There was no reasonable circumstance where that diamond that she lost at home in her car, in her driveway, ended up at her desk. All those people went through there and nobody else saw it. She didn't even see it Yeah. until that one day right. when she just happened to look. So, uh, like I said, I'm certainly not going to write off anybody's experience, but just a couple of quick stats here. One in four people think they have lived somewhere haunted. 37% say they felt a presence around them before one in three say they've heard the voice of someone who wasn't actually there. Mm. And one in three say they've felt an unexplained change in temperature with no explanation. Freaky. I've only experienced that in like a pool. You just randomly get yeah, those like warm spots. I, like, usually
0: I can come with, up with a reason why, but maybe that's it. Maybe we need to open our mind more. Is it us that maybe needs to open our mind more and think like, what's that noise? Oh, now I should start to be like, that's a ghost. You know, like every time, is that what I should do?
1: Do you ever stop and think though, that maybe these things are happening all the time and we're just too busy to pay attention? That's the and thing. Notice?
0: We're not noticing. We're not taking it as that. You know what I mean? Because I think there's a couple different types. People who are very open to it. That'll be more susceptible to, hey, something's going on here. And but, others like us who are just like we don't we don't think about it, so it's not there.
1: There's three more. One in three have heard music or a sound they could not explain. Twenty five percent have seen lights or other electronics simply turn off or on on their own. And more than one in five say they've seen an object move on its own, no explanation. Weird. For it. It's so weird. Scary. We'll be talking more Halloween as we get closer to it. That is now a week from today. Good luck again to everybody running in today's municipal elections. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of After 9. See ya. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy.